Welcome to the Calvary Podcast. Get ready to dive into an inspiring message. Our aim is to share teachings that bring transformation and hope to your life. So, open your heart, be ready to listen, and prepare for a powerful encounter with the Word. Let's get started. All right, guys, I'm going to continue our series on Heal today, and we're going to step into some new areas I believe is really going to help you. Uh, if I were to, to just give you some focus for where I'm headed, we've been looking at Scripture. Go ahead and turn to Colossians chapter 1. We're going to read there this Scripture that's been our foundation, but I want you to hear this while you're turning to Colossians 1. Today, for lack of a better term, we're not only talking about what it means to be healed, how God makes us whole, but how do we remain healed? Does that make sense? I could say this isn't the best of grammar. How do you stay healed? How do you live in this new life that he gives us? Uh, I'm thankful that I've met Christ, but I'm even as thankful that I'm still walking with him. Can somebody say amen? Christianity is not just an introduction, it's a lifestyle. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. And so as, as wonderful, as wonderful as that day I accepted him as my Savior, can I tell you something? My journey has grown even greater. It is deeper, it is richer, it means more to me. So Christianity is not just this one step, one moment, one encounter. I prayed, Jesus forgave me, I gave him my life. That's, that's the beginning. It's awesome. It's amazing, but it's just the beginning. So we need to understand how to walk in this healing, in this wholeness that God gives us, all right? So let's, let's look here in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. I should probably turn there and, and, and uh, join you. Colossians 1 <clears throat> verses 13 and 14. This is what we see. For he, speaking of the Father, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Now remember, I keep telling you, this is a word, an authority word, dominion, kingdom, authority. So, so the Bible says when we accept Christ as our Savior, this incredible gift of salvation, there's something powerful that happens. There are two kingdoms on this earth vying for your life. There are two kingdoms reaching for you. Before we are born again believers, the Bible says we may not be aware of it, we may not have sworn allegiance to it, but it's still a fact. We are controlled and under the authority of the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness, okay? And and to some people that's very offensive. You're saying, are you telling me if I'm not a Christian that, 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 that I belong to Satan? Well, let me put it this way. You're under the authority of Satan. You say, well, I didn't claim that. You don't have to. You say, well, well, I don't want that. You don't have to. <laughs> well, I've not been aware of that. You don't have to. Because Satan will work in any fashion that he can, to any degree that he can. In fact, he loves to work behind the scenes more than up front. Even, uh, you know, the biggest heathen, if the devil himself walks up to the front door and pounds on the door, and you open it, and there stands the devil and says, Hi, I'm the devil. I'd like to drag you to hell today. You probably close the door. Okay? So he works in, in, in a multitude of ways. But we have to understand, and I want to state this again, there are only two spiritual. Let me let make sure I, that I interject a proper term. There are only two spiritual kingdoms on this planet in operation. 
And everything's going to line up one of those under one of those two. So, so the Bible says this wonderful, amazing transaction occurred when we accepted Jesus as our Savior. Verse 13 says, He rescued us. He delivered us. God reached over in the kingdom of darkness, of Satan, of hell, where we had been living and literally transformed us, delivered us, brought us out. And where did he place us and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves? Right? In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, this word dominion here is, is the biblical word for authority. So what happens when we accept Christ as our Savior, and, and, and we were here under the authority of Satan. That means the control, the authority, his right to access your life. Whether we give it to him or not, there was authority there. When we are transferred over to the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ, this is what happens. The authority of Satan to control you has been broken. Thank God for that. So he no longer can force you, make you, control you. How many are thankful for that today? But I have to help you understand something. That we were over here in this kingdom, lost, bound, deceived, lied to, broken, hurting. All the things that happened, you got me? Maybe we didn't feel broken. Maybe you felt very prideful. Maybe you felt very accomplished. But you still lay down at night to go to sleep and there's some kind of void in your heart. Something still pushing the buttons. So when, when we were delivered from the authority of Satan, placed in the kingdom of God, as you and I walked from this kingdom over into this kingdom, listen closely, Satan's authority was broken. Over here, I only had one nature. It was a sinful nature. The Bible says while living over here, I was dead in my trespasses and sins. We say, how were were you dead? You were sinning. You were breathing. You were walking around. But I was spiritually dead. I was separated from God. My sin had separated me. And living here, are you with me? I only had one nature, my sin nature. Now, we know how to disguise that in our culture today we know how to excuse that in our culture today we know how to dress it up in our culture today we even some folks know how to go to church on sunday and dress up the sin nature come on don't shout me down see see okay but i only had one nature i was spiritually dead the spirit of christ did not live in me i was spiritually dead are you with me so I'm rescued from over here. I'm transferred over here into the kingdom of the Son of God. Satan's authority is broken off my life. But that sin nature, that fallen nature, (laughs) the devil's authority was broken. But unfortunately, oh, George Sawyer was still brought over here. And do you know what came with me? My sin nature. Satan's authority was broken, but I'm still the guy. Now, here's what you say. Well, then what happened? What's the deal? I'm glad you asked that. Because the Bible says when I come into this kingdom, when I'm rescued from his authority, his right of access to me, 
God takes up residence in him. And so over there, we only had one nature. Are you with me? That sinful nature. We could try to excuse it and doubt it and, and argue about it, but that's where it was. I had one nature. I was spiritually dead. Over here, I want you to get this, I have two natures. You have two natures as a believer. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, I still have this sinful nature. Until I go to heaven, are you with me? That old man's hanging around. But the good news is, greater is he that's in me now than he that's in this world. And we're over there, I was spiritually dead, and I'm spiritually alive. That's what the Bible says, I've been born again. I didn't just join a church, I was born again. I received the Holy Spirit in my life. I have the nature of God in my life. Did you know that? You have the nature of God living in you now. But at the same time, ugh, the old guy's still there. Are you with me? Over here, I've got one nature. Over here, there are two. Everybody with me? So we need to understand what I want to help us with today. How do we live over here in this kingdom? How do we stay healed in this kingdom? Are you with me? How do we live free over here? All right. So I'm going to take a big risk. You're never supposed to read this much scripture to start a sermon today. You say, is that true? Oh, yeah. Because your attention span's about that big. Sorry. But, but I'm going to do it. Okay. I want, you to go to, I want you to go to Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. So I'm going to read this, New Living Translation, all right? What I just explained to you, we're going to read this from Scripture right now. I need you to pay attention. Let me set the stage, then we'll come back and teach some more on it. Fair enough? How many can do it? Okay, don't think about lunch. Don't think about your girlfriend. Think about your boyfriend. If your feet hurt, slip your shoes off. Just pay attention to me right now. Now, there was a day in church where ladies dressed up, wore high heels and a big hat. You understand what I'm saying? They'd have to slip their shoes off during the sermon just to... Okay, anyway, let's go ahead. I'm sorry. I, that's old school. You don't care. All right. Now, watch this. I explained how this works. Here's the biblical picture. Okay, so watch. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Make it even a little easier to get. Okay, so watch. So, Paul, this is the Apostle Paul. Let me encourage you, the Apostle Paul, after his born-again experience. He says, so the trouble is not with the law, the Word of God, the Old Testament, okay? He says, the trouble is not with God's Word, okay? For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. Now watch this. He's not saying this over here. He's saying it over here. He's been delivered. He's been brought over here. The devil doesn't have authority. Are you with me? This is the Apostle Paul on this side of things. Okay. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Now, some people would just stop right there and say, well, have you ever been to church? I hate, I'm sorry. I don't think I know more than anybody else. In fact, I'm struggling every day to know what I'm supposed to know. I'm in this Word every day. I'm praying every day. I'm, I'm believing God. I'm fasting. I want to grow. 
And the Holy Spirit gets on me just like he gets on you. And he says, now, George, should you have really said that? I'm not cussing and fussing, but I might be griping and moaning. How many understand? See, I've been over here long enough. I've moved out of the fussing and cussing stage, and I'm just over in the morning and groaning. Come on, come to okay. Not only are you over here in the gossiping stage, but... Of course, you know, you say, why is gossiping so bad? Because the devil's the accuser of the brethren. And every time you talk about your brothers and sisters, you're talking just like the devil. There's some church folks that pride themselves, I don't cuss. Yeah, but you curse. Every time you talk about another Christian, you're speaking a curse out of your mouth. You're doing what God hates. He says, I hate people that sow discord among the brethren. I just thought I'd help you out a little bit today. And, and just to make sure you're understanding Romans 7. I know you're thinking the person next to you needs this today. But just bear with me, all right? I'm already preaching really good. I, I'm, I'm already saying what nobody dares to say anymore. But I'm just going to say it anyway. Okay. So he said, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. Verse 16, I got to hurry. I I got a lot to read. But if I know, watch this, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree the law is good. He says that shows the word is true, it's right, because there's a struggle. I realize I'm wrong, God's right. Okay, I keep reading. Verse 17, so I am not the one, look at this, here's the two natures. So I am not doing, I am not the one doing wrong, it is sin living in me that does it. Now, we're over here of two natures. We're not reading on that side, okay? Verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Aren't you thankful it didn't stop right there? Thank God. Thank God. Come on, let's keep going. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it. It is sin living in me that does it. See these two natures. Are you with me? Come on, let's go. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. So you've got to be over here to make that statement. You don't say that over there. You're with me? I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power where? Within me that is at war with my mind. There's this dichotomy, these two natures vying for control. This power, this sinful nature makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Boy, I'm thankful that's not the end of the book of Romans. Jesus, help me. But have you ever been to, heard somebody pray, Oh, Lord, we're all sinners. We sin every day, Lord. You ever heard that prayer in church? I'm like, God, have mercy. What hope is that? It's almost like they're bragging up here praying, God, we're sinners. We're all sinners, Lord. We just sin, 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 sin. Well, I don't go to that church. I go to this church. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Verse 25, thank God. Somebody say, thank God. Come on, we're getting to the answer now. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we're over here. So there's an answer over here for us. Are you with me? I haven't got to it yet, but we're getting there. It's through Christ. So you see how it is in my mind 
I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Now, go to chapter 8. Keep reading. See, we read the Bible like it. 7 had nothing to do with 8. Let's keep reading. Same thought. Chapter 8, verse 1. So now, this is good news for us. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, let me help you. What does that mean? It means that we've been delivered from over here. We are transferred over here. Unfortunately, the old nature came with me, but now the Holy Spirit lives in me, and I want to do the right thing because I am born again. I believe the Word of God because I am born again. The Holy Spirit is living in me. I want to do what's right, but I'm still in a struggle. And God says to us in Romans 8, 1, the good news for you is I'm not going to condemn you while you're in the process. That if I've accepted you as my daughter or son, the good news is you're not earning this. I'm with you from the beginning. I'm not condemning you from step one. Anybody with me today? Anybody that loves me like that, I'm going to love them back. He said, you were a mess when you came in this kingdom. I know all the baggage you brought over here with you. I know all the brokenness. I saw all the dysfunction. But I saved you anyway. And I brought you in the kingdom. And I put the name of my son on you and I washed you with my blood and I put my spirit in you and I'm not going to give up on you I don't condemn you you don't earn it I gave you this righteousness have mercy I don't want to go back over there nobody ever treated me like that over there so there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ I still haven't got you to the answer yet I've just defined the problem now we find the answer is how through Jesus, he said, over here on this side. Everybody with me? Look at verse 2. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. There's freedom over here. The, look at this. The power of the life-giving spirit. The, the, the King James in the NIV says, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Well, look, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm, I'm not disrespecting my Bible, okay? I'm trying to look around here. I'm not disrespecting this. But for the, okay, I won't drop it to the floor. All right, what happens, what happens right now if I let go of this? Why did it fall? The law of what? Gravity. And so every time I let go of that because there's a law... It's going to work. Why is it not falling right now? Because I'm holding it. In this instance, the law of my hand is greater than the law of gravity. If my hand's not present, the law of gravity is going to work every time. In this context only, the law of gravity represents the law of sin and death. And every time we try to do this by ourselves... The law of sin and death is going to function every time. But when the law of the spirit of life takes hold of me, it is greater than the law of sin and death. And where I used to fall and fall and fall and fall and fall every day, when the law of the spirit of life takes hold of me, it's greater than the power of the law of sin and death. So through Christ, we came into his kingdom. And although my old nature is present till I go to heaven, the law of the spirit of life is rescuing me from the downward law of sin and death. Anybody with me right now? Verse 3, the law of Moses was unable to save us. 
In the Old Testament, we weren't born again. The law of Moses wasn't able to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Although you knew what was right or wrong, you couldn't live it out. Are you with me? So God did, are you seeing this, what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. Are you listening to this? He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who do who no longer follow who no longer follow are you reading getting this pay attention who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead now we follow the holy spirit watch this those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things but those who are controlled by the holy spirit Think about things that please the Spirit. What are you thinking up here? So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws. And it never will. That's why. Those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Now, this man's writing over here on this side, not over here. All right. (laughs) You're with me. I lost my place. Nine. Thank you. But you are... All right. Watch this. Come on. We're not looking for excuses. We're looking for victories today. Are you with me? I'm not trying to give you an excuse. I'm trying to break us through. But... You are not controlled by your sinful nature. Did you just read that? I want to read it again. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. See, over here, the Holy Spirit wasn't living in us. We're not born again. Why? And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. You're born again. The Holy Spirit comes in your life. Before you're born again, you don't belong to God. Verse 10, I'm almost done. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. Look at verse 11. The Spirit of God, come on, who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same Holy Spirit that jerked Jesus, out of the power of death, hell, and the grave, lives in you every moment of every day. Somebody say the same spirit. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, listen to this. While you're living on this earth right now, he will give life to your mortal body by the same spirit living in you. That's a whole lot of Bible. Did you get it? Did you get it? So we've been delivered. We've been brought out from under the authority of Satan. But my old sinful nature will be present with me until this body's dead and I go to heaven. I'm going to tell you, if you don't give me a mansion, if I don't walk on the street of gold, but if I just get to live without this sin nature for one day, that'll be heaven to me. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? Can you imagine heaven? Come on, Jesus will make heaven heaven. But can you imagine living in a place 
full of millions and millions and millions of people, and every one of them are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. The old nature's gone. There's no griping, grumbling, fussing, feuding, fighting. We have the nature of God. Can you imagine what that is going to be like? How rare the air, how blessed the atmosphere. That's what we have to look forward to. But right now, we must learn how to live over here. Well, what God has given us. You know, I guess I would say it like this. We must learn how to live in the kingdom and not just visit it every once in a while. I got access here. I don't need to be born again and rescued from the authority of hell and filled with the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and only come visit him when I'm in a crisis. Only go to church when I'm in turmoil. Only go to God last. We need to learn to go to God first. Like one grandma said from a very unspiritual family, she was in the hospital and sick, and somebody said, Grandma, we're going to pray. And she said, Dear God, has it come to that? He ought to be our first, not our last. He should be what we do. I, I, I I could say it this way. We must learn to walk in this new nature. I I, I didn't, let let me read real quickly. Go to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, where we've been studying. How many are going to go to Galatians 5, 16? Come on, turn there with me. I know it's behind me, but you might want to learn how to find it in your own Bible. This screen doesn't go home with you. Come on. Galatians 5. Here's this list of the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit and it's framed with these two verses verse 16 and verse 25 look at galatians 5 16 so i say what is it here live by the spirit don't just visit don't make this uh an unusual or uncommon encounter live lifestyle dwell with the holy spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature okay look at this verse 25 as, as we come to the end of this list, since we live by the Spirit, let us do what? Keep in step with the Spirit. So what I want you to understand in, in just these few moments I have, we need to walk in the Spirit. We need to live in the Holy Spirit. We need to stay in step with the Holy Spirit. But what happens if, if we've been healed, if we've been rescued, we, we need to grow strong in this new life. Anybody with me? It's, you know, it's not enough. Okay, I've been forgiven. Good. Now what are you going to do? Okay, I, I went to the altar. Awesome. Now what are you going to do? See, how do we remain in this healing, being made whole, body, soul, and spirit, walking in this? I, I would say it like this. If this is that old kingdom that I've been rescued and delivered from, and, and this is the point where that happens, I've accepted Christ, I've been delivered. I don't want to stay here one step away from that old life. How far can I walk with God in this kingdom? Everybody with me? How far can I go away from that old life? See, some people live their whole life right here. You make one bad choice and you're back over there. You're on the fence and you fell right back into darkness. I want to get way over here. In fact, I'm going to get all the way over here. Anybody with me? I'm, I'm going to go so far the Holy Spirit says, you need to wait a minute. Because if I have a bad day and you make me mad and cut in front of me in traffic. Or you say something about my kids. I might take one or two steps back that way, but I'm a long way from back where I was. Everybody with me? How far can I walk this way? How far can I go that way? How close can I walk with the Holy Spirit? 
How many steps can I take with him? See, I have to learn. This is a lifestyle. Are you with me, guys? It's a lifestyle. Let, let me help you. Spiritual growth is not just saying no to sin. Spiritual growth is saying yes to Jesus. Some people have never gotten past, I'm going to try to do right. I'm going to try to do right. I, I, I really want to do this stuff, but I'm going to say no. I really want to be over here, but I'm just going to say no. Where do we come in our journey with Jesus? Where we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Where I would rather have the peace of God than the presence of this thing. I would rather know what he is like than to live over here with a counterfeit. It's not just standing here barely holding on saying no to sin. It's turning my back and walking with him every day. Learning his voice. Hearing his word. Walking in his presence. Finding the worst day my toughest day as a christian is better than the best day i ever had over here it is a yes not just a no are you hearing me we're walking in the spirit not just standing on this edge trying not to do what's wrong our culture uses these kind of terms nowadays you you've heard this some of you have i know as we get younger in the crowd you have this is kind of where we are you be you you just, you be you. You do you. That's, that's, that's where we are. That's all we've got over here. Really? That's all you got? That's all we got over here. Broken, bound, frustrated, angry, depressed, critical, prejudiced, judgmental. But you just, you be you. Oh, thanks for that. Thanks for that. How's that working for you, by the way? Let me ask you. How's that working for you? You being you. Just you be you. You do you. Can I tell you something? Instead of just excusing, alibying, covering, hiding, what if we get over here in this kingdom and accept Jesus and begin to walk in this healing and this freedom? Instead of you being you, what about discovering the real you and the best you? What about discovering the Psalms 139 you that says why you are yet in your mother's womb? The God of creation looked at your life and began to write a plan. And the Bible says he thinks of you more often than the number of grains of sand on the seashore. Why don't we be that Psalm 139 you? Not the counterfeit, broken down lie of the devil me, but the Psalm 139 me that has the hand of the Lord on my life. Instead of you being you, why don't you be the real you and be the free you? Instead of living over here making excuses why I'm bound and get a bunch of other bound people around me I guess misery loves company is the mantra over here but what about me finding Jesus and becoming the free me over here what about you finding the peace full of peace you over here the full of joy over here the favor of God on you the anointing of God on you I'm going to tell you there's more to you than just you be you and if you're in the kingdom can I challenge you stop living your life one step from here being pulled and drawn and fellowshipping and eating and feeding and walk over here and find out how great and good and awesome the Lord is He's faithful, he's good, he's mighty. In other words, I would say it like this. You need to refuse to go back what broke you in the first place. If you've been set free, stop going back to the things that broke you. Pastor, what do you mean? Well, it's like, you know, what is that? A month ago, three weeks ago, I don't know. We had the great 
North Alabama ice storm. Now, come on. We're a bunch of good old boys and good old girls. We're from Alabama. We don't know how to live in the ice. You don't know how to drive on the ice. Sweet lady in Nicole's neighborhood, they tried to help her. She, she wanted to make sure she got some letters sent out. You know, she still pays her bills by the mail. You understand what I'm saying. Still online. It's all right. However you pay them, just pay them. She's going to go to the mailbox. Postman wasn't even going to come, but she was going to go to the mailbox. She slipped and fell twice in her front yard. She crawled to the mailbox. She had to put her arm around the mailbox to keep from sliding in the street. Finally, they looked outside and ran out and helped her up. But you know what? <laughs> if that happened to you, and that's how you live over here, why would you the next time at ISIS go back over here and try to walk to the mailbox again? Stay away from what broke you. If you've been rescued over here, quit doing the things that broke you over there. It's like that guy that, <clears throat> he's got this old rickety stepladder. And he, he was going to, you know, change light bulbs. And he fell off and broke his leg. Because that ladder wasn't good in the first place. And he goes to the hospital and he gets healed and he's better. And he comes home and his wife said, that light's still out. And he goes and gets the same dumb stepladder. And crawls back up on the stepladder. And falls off the stepladder again. And wonder why God's teaching me a lesson. No, no, no. You're a knucklehead. You're just a big old, pardon me, dummy. Why do we keep going to what broke us? If it broke you, leave it alone. Get over here. Stop going to what broke you. I think the question we need to ask ourselves is why? Does the thing that broke me still attract me? We just read in Romans 7 and 8, there's a law of the Holy Spirit that rescued me from that. So evidently, there's some good things for me over here. So I need to get that Bible out. You know, you're seven hours a day on social media. Seven seconds in the Word. We wonder why we keep hearing this over here. You know, the lies, the deception. You know, how do I stop hearing all those voices? I start making this one louder to me than that one. Maybe the farther I walk this way, the quieter that noise gets. When I'm living right here, it's really loud. When I get over here, I can't hardly hear that anymore. How did I get here? Not just saying no to sin, not just trying harder. I've just been walking with the Spirit. I've been walking with the Son of God. I've been finding out he's real. I've been finding out he is good. I've been fellowshipping with him. Anybody tracking with me in this? I want to stay here. So I'm, I'm staying here. See, we, we have to stop. If, if, let me help you. If you're doing these things, you're, you're, you're not living in this kingdom you could live in. If I'm going back to what broke me again and again, I'm going to live like I'm over here even though I could be over here. If you're redefining and excusing what broke you, you're creating opportunity for it to break you again. See, we, we, we redefine it. We, we excuse it. We, we just change the terminology. It's the same old thing. I shared with you a few months ago. I read. I thought, wow, what a term. And, and, and this person, this famous person said, 
you know, I've been in addiction. I was trying to get out of addiction. And they said, for a while I tried California sober, but it wasn't working. I thought, what is California sober? Then they said, just alcohol and weed. Oh, that really sounds sober to me. What about you? See how we define it? We just redefined it. They're trying to get off drugs, but what, what they're going to... I mean, I'm not really addicted. I'm California sober. That's about as far as I got. I'm not going to go to... Boom. Boom. I'm California sober. No, you're a drunk. Sorry. You've got an addiction. It's wrecking you. Quit defining. Listen, I, I read this recently. If you argue for your brokenness, you get to keep it. But if you agree with God for your potential, you get to grow into it. I want to say that again. If you argue for your brokenness, you get to keep it. But if you agree with God that your potential is over here, you get to grow into it. You see what we're doing here? See where we're going? We're going this direction. What are we feeding ourselves? What am I feeding myself? See, I, I, I need to realize that, that I'm, I'm, I'm walking with God. I'm staying in that word, feeding his voice. Listen, before I was born again, I had a few feeble attempts to read the Bible. It didn't go very well. You know why? Because the Spirit of God wasn't in me. I couldn't understand this over here. I was carnally minded. It didn't make any sense to me. And then the same Bible after I was born again, I began to read that Bible. I'm like, whoa, this is talking to me. This works for me. Anybody had that happen? This makes sense for me. What happened? I wasn't over there. I'm over here. I want to stay over here. So I'm going to read this. And it's giving me life. And it's speaking to me. It is not a duty or a drudgery. It's life to me. His presence is life to me. Listen to me, men. Men say, well, I can't read. Yes, you can. You read enough to get a driver's license. You read enough to get that fishing license. You read enough to buy that SUV. You read enough to buy that gun. You read enough. Come on, don't shout me down. You, you, you read. You read what you want to read. You read enough to hang that 48,000, uh, you know, uh, TV, LED TV in your house. You read enough to turn the satellite and the cable on. You read enough to, to get, you know, live stream. You read, you read a lot of stuff. You read some stuff you shouldn't have read. Don't tell me you can't read You just need to understand there's something good in what I'm reading here. This is going to work for me. People say, I don't know how to pray. You can talk. You can pray. You can think. You can pray. You know how you, you say, well, I don't know the voice of God. because you never listen to him talk. But if I walk with him, I begin to alert, listen to that voice. Every time somebody says, God never talks to me, it's, mm, I don't say what I want to say. But when somebody tells me God doesn't talk to me, not rocket science. They hadn't been listening. He's talking. You're not walking. Yes, Lord. You know how to find out? Every time God tells me to do something and I don't do it, the conversation stops. But every time he tells me to do something and I do it, then he gives me instruction for the next step. Okay. All right. Now, the next step, George, is this. Yes, sir. Next step, George, is this. Yes, sir. Usually, he guides me in steps. It says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. 
So every time I take a step, he tells me about my next step. Every time I take one step, he tells me about my next step. Are you following me? He walks with me. He talks with me. He walks with you. He talks with you. God's good. He's real. What am I feeding on? Am I, am, am I worshiping? You know, let, let, let me ask you a couple of questions. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind up pretty quick here, okay? Listen to this. I want you to consider this. Does the music you listen to remind you of something over here? Does it depress you? Does it tempt you? Do the places you go remind you of this over here? Do they depress you? Do they tempt you? Do the people you hang out with remind you of over here? Do they depress you about over here? Do they tempt you about over here? Anybody follow me? Does my social media that I'm on, does it remind me of over here? Does it depress me about over here? Does it, does, does it cause me to be tempted about over here? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Do my conversations with the people I hang with, do, do, do they remind me of over here? Do they name me of over here? Do they identify me with over here? Do they, do they remind me of over here? Do they tempt me for over here? So what do I do? I walk away. Walk away. It's counterfeit. It's counterfeit. You big bass fishermen around. We got some in North Alabama. What, what do they call that thing you put on the end of your rod and reel? A lure. A lure. Here's the devil. He knows your stuff. He knows your thing. And he's always over here. Hey. Oh, that one didn't work. Let's get He loved this. Let's put that one on there. Come on. Come on, big boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, he wants a top water today. Okay. Oh, you mean <laughs> Jerica didn't work on him today? I'm going to get Sally on it today. Hey, Sally. Oh. Tommy boy didn't get her today. I got, she got a whole list over here. You know that song, Papa Got a Brand New Bag. It's all over here. Let me get some of this. Put on here. Hey, hey. He's always got his lures. He's luring you. He's luring you. But everything over there is a counterfeit for this good stuff over here. See, I, I, it, it just works that way. I, over here, why can't I find someone? You know why? Because God blessed you too much to find somebody over here. Anybody listen to what I'm saying? Because God loved you too much to give you somebody over here. He's got somebody over here for you. Quit fooling around without a counterfeit substitute in the Lord. Quit breaking your heart over something that's going to break your heart and let go and come over here. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Listen, Pastor Phyllis wouldn't have poured cold water of me if I was burning up over here. She was a woman of God. Are you understanding me? She may have prayed for me at a distance, but she wouldn't, we wouldn't have fellowship. I can promise you that. Anybody hanging with me right now? I'm going to tell you something. I left about a lot of losers and cruisers over here. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? I left. Listen, when, when I got to be honest, when I walked out of that kingdom of darkness in my life, nobody came with me. 
I'm being straight with you. Nobody came with me. I walked out like the Lone Ranger. Nobody came with me. And for a minute, it was a little disconcerting, you know. I thought I had me a, a game. And nobody came but Jesus. But the presence of the Holy Spirit. And for the first time in years, when I lay down at night, I slept good. I had peace. I woke up in the morning with hope and expectation. I began to realize who I was and walk in my calling and understand who I was. And as I, I, I wasn't searching for a woman. I was so set free and delivered and rescued and thankful and trying to get my act together. The last thing I needed as a young single Christian man was a, was a female in my life. I wasn't looking for that. I was looking for this God who was changing my life and making me whole and putting my life in order. And one day beyond my comprehension, she came. And I was like, wow. So that's what's over here. You understand what I'm saying? My mama used to tell me, son, make sure they're pretty on the inside too. You got a good mama? I never worried about the inside over there. Sorry. But over here, I said, my God, there are women like that. She's more beautiful on the inside than she is on the outside. And the outside knocked me down. I mean, I invented a term. I met a righteous fox for the first time in my life. I said, God is good. But I had to leave that to get this. Are you with me? I had to leave all those counterfeits to find that my God was enough. Sometimes when nobody came with me over here, here's what I discovered. When all you have is God, it's the first time you'll ever know that's all you need is God. It was good. I wasn't sad. I wasn't lonely. I didn't feel like a martyr. I had no complaints. I said, thank you, Jesus. It's good over here. You've been good to me. You died on the cross for me. Anybody with me now? You shed your blood for me. You rescued me. Can I tell you something? Now I want to end with this. You're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that. You've been brought over here. Anybody with me right now? Your family needs you over here. This world needs you over here. Your classmates need you over here. The marketplace needs you over here. The government needs you over here. Your family needs you over here. The education needs you over here. Your work needs you over here. I'm going to tell you, we serve a great and mighty God who rescued us from all the substitutes, counterfeits, lies, and deception. Filled us with the Holy Spirit. Walks with us every day. Guides us. Leads us. Brings us to that place. I'm going to tell you. It is okay to walk out of there by yourself. It's okay to start over with over here. It's okay. We're no longer looking for an excuse. I don't need an excuse. I need an opportunity over here to serve the Lord. I want you to stand with me. want us to come. Come on right now. God is faithful. Does anybody know God is faithful? Today, we already had some people, maybe, I don't know, walk out of here. Come on, look at me. Don't get busy right now. Listen to me. We have some people here today. You came in over here. You may not have known it. You're trying to figure out why doesn't it work. You're not bad. The devil's bad. Most of the folks I knew over here weren't mean and bad. They were just trapped. 
Are you listening to me? Deceived. Lost. Not intentional. They're just lost. Don't know where to go. But today, listen to me. You can lead there. You can walk out of there. You can stop trying to do it yourself and let God do it in you. You can stop hanging here. Maybe you're a Christian, but you're, you're, you're on the edge. You're going back. This whole thing is not trying to stop doing wrong. It's start walking with Jesus. He'll change your heart and your life. I never knew how good he was until I gave him a chance. You understand me? Listen, some of you folks over here, you're trying to figure out what that's like over there. There's an old saying. It says, for a person standing outside a building, looking through the window, he can't hear the music. The people inside that are dancing to the music look really weird to the guy outside who can't hear the music. Why are they doing that? What are they doing? But when you come inside the building and you hear the music, oh, you know why they're dancing. Makes sense. And for a long time, I stood over here and I couldn't hear the music. I hadn't tasted and seen that the Lord was good. I was spiritually dead. The Holy Spirit wasn't in me. And I'd go to church with my mom and dad. I'd go to church. I guess it makes sense. And I watched them dance and couldn't understand it. You see what I mean? I don't mean physically, but you know what I'm saying. And I would go home and think, what's the deal? I'd listen to them talk and I'd think, what are they talking about what what what's this thing i don't know but i had a day where i walked out of darkness and met this great god and i was a mess and you know what he did he just saved me he just forgave me he just took me like i was and he put his arm around me and i didn't even understand at the moment but he came to live in me right there in that minute And my life began to change. And all these things I said, I can't leave those things. Those are too important to me. I mean, how am I going to live without that? You know what began to happen? Nobody gave me a list of 38 things to quit doing. I had one thing. I'm going to walk with him. All I had was one thing. I'm going to walk with him. And that's how it started. That's all I did. I had too many things to remember not to do. (laughs) So I said, I'm going to do one thing. And he put his arms around me. And I would look and those arms, when I'd look at his hands, had nail prints in them. And when we'd walk together, his feet had nail prints in them. But he just kept walking with me. And every day, a little sweeter than the day before. Anybody here sick and tired of that? Want to come over here? Come on down right now. Come on, let's don't do the churchy thing. Come on, be big, bad, and bold right now. Come on. Would you do it? Thank you for listening today. We hope you found this message uplifting and encouraging. If you're looking to connect in person, we gather every Sunday at 10 a.m. You can also find us online at calvaryassembly.org. And don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, for more content, updates, and to stay connected with our community.